What's up, everybody? Thanks for stopping by the Broski Dudes Podcast. Today we have a fun-filled, packed episode for you, so stay tuned. Check it out. Let me know what you think in the comments below. All right, guys, so welcome to another episode of the Broski Doodles. Um, today we got a, a few topics that are going to be interesting and hope you like them. How are you, Stevie D, over there in Miami? I see the palm trees in the back, dog. How you doing, yeah. dog? Just a slight flex on them. Uh, just here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a beautiful day, and I, I just wanted to set it up outside. I want to see what everybody thinks. If you like this setup, I'll stay out here. If not, you know, I can and go get inside. The fuck to back my inside. Nice, yeah, I can get fucking. <laughs> go back into my uh, nice cold ac um but uh i got my fan here so is it hot right now over there uh what's it at right now i think it's like well how you feel well, i feel hot as shit <laughs> no <laughs> uh, but i'm i'm terrible i always sweat uh right now okay. we're, we're talking about yeah. uh 85 us, degrees us fatties always be sweating bro yeah i mean i use it as hair gel i'll just like wipe and then keep you know what i mean just throw it back in <laughs> It works. It works. <laughs> I'm a sustainable Dude. person. I'm like almost <laughs> vegan, but not. <laughs> Dude, so you know, it's it's cool that uh, we actually wanted to to talk about uh, streaming platforms today. You know, like uh, Netflix, Hulu, uh, Amazon Prime. You know, all of them, HBO. Uh, and we actually watched a movie recently uh, that we both wanted to talk about, which is The Platform. It's a Spanish mm-hmm. movie made by Netflix, and it's called El Ojo in Spanish, like The Hole, and then The Platform in English. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah, to El start horror? off, bro, it's always like this translation bullshit. It's like, yo, you couldn't call it The Hole? Like, why you have El, to do... El hueco? I mean, yeah. or La Plataforma? I mean, like, something real more... No, no, no. Right? Well, I mean, if the if the movie is called the whole, then translate it to the whole. Don't translate it to the platform because the movie is not called La Plataforma. Oh, but I see. Whatever. The, that's something that always happens when you have translations from English to Spanish. They just purposely fuck it up. Um, but we watched that movie. And I wanted to talk to you about that movie in just a minute. But before we get to that, I wanted to talk about the beginning of all this uh, revolution that we have with, with, the, with the streaming platforms, right? Because I remember back in the day, uh, I used to go to like Winn-Dixie. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day when we still had Blockbuster, Hollywood videos, and you know other stores that rented out DVDs and shit, Dude. and and when you would go to Winn Dixie or like any supermarket, they would have these little boxes, and you would put in like money, uh, and I think it was like a dollar a day, and then you took it home and you returned it there, which was called Redbox, and then Netflix started doing something similar, but sending you the movies. To your house, and, and do you remember that? That was like at the start of the like 2005, something like that. So you, it's actually funny. I was looking this up because I was curious. It actually, so Netflix itself was started in 1997, which is crazy to me because I'm like, what? Like, like we were what, still on VHS. What were they doing there? <laughs> yeah, we were still on VHS back then. You know, I mean, and they were they were ahead of their times. This guy named Reed Hastings and Mark Randolph. Uh, of course, in California, with all those smart techie people uh, live, and uh, these guys were were working for some company that was being acquired by some other company, and they're driving on their way to the office, uh, you know, where it is, and, and they're talking about, I guess, movies, right? And hey, what are you watching? Oh, I'm watching this, and then they're talking about how people should be receiving movies, and that was back in the day of VHS. And then they already knew about DVD. They were in that tech world, and and uh, and it was you know that's that's how that all started, man. It was absolutely crazy, absolutely <laughs> crazy. And 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 they started. Um, I mean, I mean, once things got in, in running, they started sending these DVDs. And I remember my uncle had this service, and you would put. It was funny because they didn't have everything available all the time, which is crazy to think about that now with the streaming platforms, but. So you need to put like, for example, they will send you three DVDs at a time and then you need to put on a list six DVDs that you would like to have. And then they will choose like, oh, we got these three available. They send them to you. Right. And I'll be honest with you. When that shit was going on, I think the culture wasn't yet comfortable with doing things online. Like I remember when that came out, I was like, "Uh, yeah, I prefer to go to Blockbuster and just do the thing physically there. 
And, yeah. and it's funny how that shifted, right, in in a relatively short time. But do you remember that feeling too? Like, or were you the one that actually embraced uh, Netflix at the beginning and and was uh, and liked that that uh, that format that they had? So, um, so I I remember the blockbuster game days, and and it was that's pretty much all I would go blockbuster for was just for for games. So yeah, it, it felt good to like say, hey, yo, can I go get a ride? Like there was so much more that needed to go down for you to be able to watch potentially great potentially more than likely shitty content <laughs> and and uh when everything came out i was i was thinking to myself you know i i didn't want to subscribe to the dvds in the mail i think i did it once or twice and uh but i just kept going to blockbuster then redbox came out and that changed because that was just right around the corner you could hop on your bike and go to the next you know uh Publix or Winn-Dixie or right. you know, whatever, wherever you are. Kroger's. At the time, I did use that one too, and it seemed like at the time it was a it was a better model. It 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 was more convenient, but what ended up happening once everybody started adapting it, nobody can get the game they wanted or the movie they wanted or the 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 disc little envelope was in there. And then sometimes, like the disc itself would be cracked or scratched or not okay. even in there. So, because you had no personnel, you're sort of limited. Yeah, and also, I mean, let's be clear: this whole thing didn't end up blowing up sooner because the internet speed wasn't there yet. I right. think you could probably see on a graph that the growth of Netflix came along when everyone had high-speed internet, you know, like uh, across the United States, like no dial-up anymore, and everyone just had good internet uh, and, and I think that allowed also Netflix to to be able to have all this content and be able to to have it in servers and distribute yeah. it to everyone um, but one thing that you said like all that all the effort that it took to go to the blockbuster and choose the game or the movie don't you think and I know that in a way what we have now is progress and I'm never against progress but it, just in a curious way don't you think that in those days that ritual of going to the blockbuster with your homies to get the game or even like i remember now once like inviting a girl like oh let's watch a movie right, right. like nowadays you got like hey let's netflix let's netflix and chill right and, and it's right. very well known back in the day you had to be you had to be a gentleman about things right you had to do <laughs> things in a different in a different form so yeah. it was like, yeah, yeah, we could watch a movie in your house and then we'll go to the Blockbuster and you would rent the movie and you would go through the aisles and it's like, oh, what category? Which to me today seems like kind of stupid to do. Like yeah. you want it so much quicker. You you, you categorize things differently. But what, don't you think that there was like this ritual to it and then you're getting to the to the cashier and you get the, the, the movie movie popcorn, uh, the, yeah. the, the movie butter <laughs> popcorn, the you know? It almost felt like you were heading to the movies. Like, you know, you'd, you'd actually walk in. There's no ticket, but you'd be like, oh, yeah. Oh, my Blockbuster card. Oh, I'm here, you know. <laughs> and you'd walk in. And then you could tell a lot about a person depending on the aisle they go down, right? If they're right. going down, like, the weirdos, you know what I mean? Or, like, the animes. Nothing against it, but, you know, yeah. I'm not trying to watch. I'm not trying to anime and chill. I'm trying to. Right, you know, like, like you, you might want to, like, smile to the dude so he, do, he doesn't kill you whenever he, you know, <laughs> goes off yeah. and. Cool. Yeah. Oh, you mean like the girl to the guy? Is that what you're? No, I'm saying like the guy on the anime aisle. I'm saying you know nothing against him, but you know just wave and don't really get close <laughs> to him, you know. But you want to wave and be friendly in case he goes crazy. Right. Um, yeah, this Come joke just time. went too long. It's not funny anymore. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's true. Like you could tell a lot about the people about you know like where where they were in the aisle, and it's funny because a lot of times you will see like girls going to like the romantic comedies. Yeah. And the boyfriend yeah. next to her, like, yeah, I just want to fucking watch, you know. Um, or uh, I don't really care what you watch. I'm just gonna <laughs> blank you. <laughs> It just felt that way, and uh, well, it was times were Steve, simpler back then. Yeah, Steve, but some people did enjoy a nice, a nice flick. Now, mo moving forward, that sort of ended. I remember when, the, like, probably in two thousand and uh, I would say maybe two thousand and six or seven, you mm -hmm. used to go to like Hollywood Video, which was like blockbuster and mm -hmm. they would have like crazy deals like a dollar a rental because rentals were expensive they were like five right. six bucks for a rental 
Right. Uh, and that shit, like, that was pretty expensive. And then it was a shitty-ass movie, right? Yeah. Couldn't even yeah. see a trailer, nothing. So, and then eventually it got to a point where, like, there were so many other options now. It didn't get to the point of streaming just yet, but there were so many right. options that they were just giving it away. And then eventually it died. And then yeah. it was like, yo, this is crazy. We saw that uh, that system died. And then- it's funny. Well, I, mm-hmm. I have actually some numbers up here and uh, just to kind of keep, keep that thought, don't go nowhere. But in 2001, oh, I'm sorry, before that, uh, going to the blockbuster and, and how Netflix was, was started you know, um, back in 97, they were the first to introduce the monthly subscription concept, you know, with, with, oh. with the mailing of the DVDs, you know, unlimited rentals, no late fees, extra, whatever. They were also the first ones to make a, a, the, 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 the world's first online DVD store. And they gave Blockbuster the opportunity to buy them for 50 million bucks. Damn. They were, Talk. yeah, I mean, today that's nothing. I mean, 50 million bucks, you would have had Netflix in your pocket. Talk about talk, talk yeah. about like a decision that will haunt you for the rest of your life. Oh my god! I mean, that's but you know, such is life, right? And you got um, they and and they were offering them, offering it to Blockbuster to be not even be called Netflix anymore, to be called Blockbuster.com, and and they because they were losing money like on on the shipping and the USPS and right. you know all all of the overhead that took in in those logistical moves, right? Um, and then two thousand one came right we had 9-11 uh around that time we had uh the dot-com bubble and dvd players were not a thing in that time but they were coming and of course 2001 came along it was a number one christmas gift in america uh and and in the world it's, you know in all the affluent countries that is exactly when netflix took a turn because that they were a dvd subscription service and and who everybody had a dvd player in their house okay and uh and that's what brings us you know to today uh so there's a little history for you sorry but it was a, no it's pretty cute pretty cute <laughs> i'm pretty sure people are gonna enjoy it and and um, yeah, if they know if they didn't you know, know, steve, now they know steve really puts you know time into this shit you know people might think it's just you know a bunch well, of little retarded motherfuckers that have an accent but but no we 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 actually do investigate We're but smart you know, retards with an accent <laughs> Yeah, it's funny that you say that because they started with the DVD, but it didn't even take 10 years for them to drop the DVDs and go into the streaming. And the the thing that really expanded them, and that's when they really started making money, is when they started making their own production, you know, like their own Netflix originals. And that started in 2012 when they started mm-hmm. producing House of Cards. And yeah. in 2013, House of Cards releases as a debut series of netflix i haven't watched it but i understand it's a really good movie uh series series bro i mean people might talk shit about you know the guy because of the things that he did but i mean apparently he killed it i mean he killed that series from what i understand like he killed it in a good way like he fucking destroyed how good he was yeah bro i i that was literally my favorite and and you know what it's actually funny that was when i hopped onto netflix i think i had netflix like i was a subscriber or like my mom or family at that time and and i started watching the show and i was like that's it this is my show oh my god you kevin spacey killed it if you don't know watch it please binge it and actually orange is the new black was the most watched uh the most watched netflix original content these ever. guys are so ever i mean at the at the time stranger oh, at the things time. yeah at the time uh well actually uh, you know what don't quote me on it but it's definitely one of the top i think orange is the new black was it was actually it went through four seasons and then it was renewed for like another three well, I, will to, call, I will quote you on it because we got millions of people listening and we're please talking, call me out on it you know so i will <laughs> i will quote you on that shit um so no but it's it's funny because before Netflix had the platform, like they got the platform, right? And then they said, all right, people don't need to go to a production company to make a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, they could simply, like we already have the platform where people come to see movies. So now let's produce our own movies. And then right. there comes a challenge because even though that's a great idea, because if you're able to produce your own movies and your own shows, then yeah. you pretty much you got you got the product and you got the, the the materials to make the product like you got the whole chain of production mm-hmm. right however if if you don't make a good product 
then people are gonna know like oh no that that's shit and i think even though netflix has had times where it like slips i think in general they've been able to keep good original content uh mm-hmm. you know taking risks sometimes you can see there's movies that are a bit um like i have an agenda politically because right. of the people that produced it but i think they go both ways in the political spectrum so they i think they i think they're smart about it uh and now pretty much netflix is all original content it's not that much of people really go for the original content and this is where i come in with a very serious topic about the massive amounts of series and shows that are coming out today like mm-hmm. You were talking about House of Cards, how good it was, right? I haven't watched it, but I trust your opinion on on shows. And we both watched Breaking Bad, which was really good, right? And no, those no. were sort of like the 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 OGs, right, of this right. whole movement of series, right? Uh, like as an actual mode of entertainment at the same level of movies, because before in the Friends days, people didn't really watch you know, series. But now with right. this one, you know, it's a different world, right? But don't you think nowadays series aren't as good anymore? Like they just, they, they're extending the plot. Like they have a good premise, but then they don't know where to take it. So they just extend it and extend it to keep making seasons and keep people hooked on some shit yeah. that at the end doesn't really turn out to be that good. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be said about viewership and, and when you have enough people watching and and you just make it good enough or you put a, a you know, a high paid actor that, you know, everybody knows uh, in, in that series, you know, people are going to watch it. Um, uh, one example of that, um, although, you know what, I don't want to say it's a bad series, but like Al Pacino, right, did his first series on Prime Video called Hunters uh, and the series has an end to it. I, I I mean, I guess you can spin it off and go more. But is that the one where they hunt not Nazis? Yeah, America. Okay, uh, yeah, I haven't exactly. I haven't seen it, but yeah, go on. It's good. I just wouldn't say it's like you know House of Cards or, or Breaking Bad status, but it's, it is good. Um, short enough to binge in two days, I would know. Okay. And um, and so we we. Uh, when it comes to plots, I mean, yeah, it's sometimes it's just it's just content. Put it out there. Put it out there. It doesn't really matter what. But obviously, they they did a good job. Um, you know, I I I think Prime Video is doing a decent job. Did an awesome job with Jack Ryan, John Krasinski. Shout out to him. Uh, made a major role change when it when he came from Office as a goofy guy to to Jack Ryan. I mean, that's sick. And also, yeah, but yeah, but Jack Ryan, I I know it sounds fucked up. It's funny because the last season was about Venezuela, so I watched it just to kind of like. Oh, you have some like uh, like some ties to that. It yeah, yeah. You feel some type of way. What happened? What's your thoughts? Uh, I know it sounds unfair to the guy, but the fact that he was in the office, and I know that this shouldn't tie him up to characters, but right, he just to me, and this is just my opinion, he does not fit the James Bond fucking you know uh the born identity style like you know character to me like i i found it to be like i don't know it was a bit cringy to see him in like this tough like uh james bond style movie and i don't think it fit him but i think he's it's, it's uh, very successful so maybe i you know it's just my opinion but that's the way i felt about it yeah yeah um we'll talk offline more i i want to get your opinion on on some of the other stuff he's done but he's he's uh he's he's definitely uh, got my attention he's he's doing good stuff oh, he's a really opinion. good actor i, I love yeah. i love him on the on, on the office um but back to back to the platforms yeah but back um, to the platform so you know you know we could fairly say that at the moment netflix is the leader of these platforms right but you got you know hulu you got amazon prime you got hbo you got Disney Plus that just came out. Apple uh, TV just came out. You can Apple see the, the trend is everybody's coming and in. And YouTube is also having like a premium service where they have their yeah. own production. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, like, one thing I, I would say, like, HBO, the platform is not really good, in my opinion. I think the platform is clunky. It's, uh, it's not user-friendly. It doesn't right. really, like take your tastes and and put like a playlist for you and to search for things is actually complicated sometimes because it doesn't recognize keywords and things like that it's in another language for example but they have 
good content. I don't watch a lot of HBO, but there's every once in a while one or two series that I watch from there that I really like. Like Westworld was all right. Uh, it was a really good premise, but I think like we we're saying, like the fact that they try to extend it so much loses the the good that it could have been. And I think that happened with Westworld as well. But you know, for example, so you got HBO, and then you got Amazon Prime, which is trying. They're really trying. They, I, yeah. I understand they, they're putting now a, a bit of money. They got South Park. They got Workaholics. Yeah. And they got this Hunters series. They had uh, the Gods. The Gods series. American Gods. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, they're trying Marvelous as well. Miss Maisel. Actually, they got some good stuff. But, you know, they're in the beginning stages. And yeah, they're actually partnering. I, the partnering the aspect of it is, is going to be... Actually, we can probably transition into into the future. Uh, what do you think is is going? Because what I'm seeing the trend is that everybody is is partnering with networks, right? Amazon Prime. When you go through their their interface, you can see. Oh, do you want to watch this show? Oh, yeah, it's on Showtime. You know. Oh, uh, yeah, just you know, buy the season from us or subscribe through them, and you can view it on our Prime Video platform. What do you think about stuff like that? I mean, where do you oh, think? Oh, so going? I didn't even know that that was happening. So Amazon, besides the content that they have and create, they do partnerships with like channels so that those channels can stream through them. Through them, yeah. Okay, Apple well, that, 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 too. that's smart because there's a lot of channels that don't have the setup for the platform. And, and Amazon, you know, something they're good at is being the middleman. So yeah they're, they're, they're gonna be the the middlemen so i think amazon is starting out but i think they have a good future i know very little about hulu do you know anything about hulu dude uh all i know is hulu's for sports <laughs> that's all i see on the okay on the on the stuff but it is good for tv shows and you know like um people were always telling me that they were watching you know, I think Office or Parks and Recs, one of those funny ones, like, or or ongoing shows, uh, Modern Family, things like that, that you'd be able to like stream as they came out, right? So your subscription would be being able to have on-demand episodes as they were released, which is but different. What, you know? what would you be subscribing to, to the actual show or the channel? You would be subscribing to Hulu. Hulu's subscription included uh, pay on, or, you know, as as they were released, it was including the shows. So Modern oh, Family, so, okay. so they the were faster. They were some, coming out faster. Right, right. And you know, the episode would air on Thursday. You'd be able to watch it Friday morning. You know, it's that kind okay, of Okay, so what they offered that was different is that they had the speed of getting the shows from TV and having them on their platform quicker than anyone else. Yeah, exactly. And okay. sports. You can now watch TV through Hulu. So live games, even pay-per-view events and things like this that. This is important because I believe that sports is the last thing that's going to make this whole thing sort of crumble down and cable television is going to be pretty much dead. Because entertainment, yeah. let's be clear, entertainment is dead on TV. Even like the night shows like Jimmy Fallon and all that, all they do is give clips to YouTube and then YouTube is the one that really gets the views. Nobody sees that shit on TV anymore very yeah. the audience is, is dying but they, they still have you tied up a lot of it for the sports i don't know how it works in the u.s and maybe you can give me a bit of insight on it but here in spain you know that football or soccer is is very big right, right. And, and i didn't even know how big it was until i got here in the sense that for you to watch the the league you have to get some pretty expensive cable uh, packages that include a bunch of channels that you're not gonna watch and you're just paying mm -hmm. it for the football but now the leagues are coming to the point where they're actually willing to negotiate with platforms like Hulu for example here yeah. in the in, in Spain Europe and in Great Britain they have a lot of those platforms growing now where they'll be able to get the rights and they're already doing it with certain leagues they get the rights of the league and eventually they're gonna have the platform with the sports very soon if it's not already happening. And I think that's the last straw for cable television. And I think that the good side of it is that you're gonna be able to cater your subscriptions and whatever you you enjoy to what you like. Instead of getting a package that's fit for everyone, you make your own package. Like, okay, I'm gonna get Hulu for the sports, I'm gonna get HBO because of this, and then I'm gonna get Netflix because of this. And then you have your little package where you pay 30, 40 bucks a month. 
Right. And I think at the end, it's sort of like going back to the cable model where you pay a package for a few of them. But I think yeah. it's gonna be more personalized to your to your likes. So I think it's a good it's a good thing. What's up, everybody? Thanks for stopping by the Broski Dudes podcast. Today we have a fun-filled, packed episode for you. So stay tuned, check it out. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Yeah, uh, when what do I think about basically the the future of of cable television? I think that over here in the U.S. Uh, there are companies, you know, like BIOS, Comcast, um, that they have to adapt they provide cable television to their viewers uh, in different territories right and and these people if they don't want these older generations once they fade out for their entire business model to collapse they're going to need to be able to provide a box that allows us to purchase subscriptions through their their interface right like a roku would right so and and they're gonna have to basically give it away for free now now i go over to xfinity's brick and mortar store and they're selling cellular service and they want to sell me a phone and a, and a cell phone plan like uh, i i mean i don't I, I can't speak to their future but what i can talk about video platforming is if they want to stay alive they're probably going to need to um be able to say okay download the hbo go app oh, okay sign up for hbo go and be able to stream it on here and then their their home remote control will you know be able to flip either to live television or go on to youtube i mean it's already kind of there um yeah but but yeah it, they have to they further. have to combine what they do with the digital world because otherwise they're gonna die yeah they're gonna die and in a way I kind of, you know, because we're like small creators, like I would like for like the small people to start growing and for these big like companies to not really be relevant anymore. Because at the end of the day, when you do content that's more, you know, directed to small asses, right, to like a niche, like you don't have anyone to answer to, you know, you just you, you can do things how you want to do it. But if like CBS is, or like a big network is producing something for you, you got to run shit by them, right? So right. I would hope that the individual creators is what sort of ends up happening. And sort of like in Netflix where you, you're able to have like, if, like I'm pretty sure there's a lot of movies in Netflix where like is where independent creators that probably couldn't have gotten a movie to like a theater. That's how they uh, started it, Actually, they, Netflix started with independent films. They made films. Um, I, I was looking at uh, there's like Sherry Baby or Born into a Brothel. Uh, but when you say independent films, do you mean like they purchase independent films from people that made them, not the Netflix originals, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, back then, Netflix originals uh, wasn't a thing. Wasn't yeah. a thing. But they before they started having good content, they they were putting these uh, Sundance films and these these oh, indie okay. films onto their platform. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So, so I am correct in saying that Netflix provides a platform so that smaller people can sort of make it there. So I guess it benefits everyone. Uh, and then now that there's competition, it makes it even better because before Netflix was the only one. Like five years ago. Netflix was the only one that really had power in the market. But now you got a lot of competition, and that makes it so that everybody got to be on their game, you know? I mean, um, and now Disney Plus, like you have, you have um, like Disney, who used to be on Netflix and used to be on certain platforms, and now they just pulled everything and said, if you want, you want Disney content, you got to get Disney Plus, you know? And, 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 <laughs> and so that's, that's taking money you know that's taking viewership from netflix yeah. there are people who who when friends got taken off of netflix i mean friends the series when it was on netflix it was um they 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 must have their subscriber count went up but now since it's gone you know i think it's on hbo or somebody showtime they they now they bought it guess whose viewership is going up now and uh, i wouldn't be surprised if their interface stops being so clunky because now they got a little bit of extra cash sitting but right who knows now, what do you think of the concept of streaming? And this is going to tie into another topic that I wanted to talk to you about, and we can sort of mix it in because it's very similar and it's a music streaming um, business, right? With Spotify and, and again, you have a few platforms that control it. And then you, you sort of have like Spotify being the, the main one with iTunes, I would assume. I don't really listen to iTunes music, but I think that will be the second 
in charge, I guess, in the in the music field. But yeah. the concept of streaming is very interesting to me because in the past, I remember my dad and uncle and even myself going because we were old enough where like we still had, you know, DVDs and CDs and, and shit like that. Right. But like there will be collections and you will own these things, right? What, it, what does it really mean that you own it? It meant that you have this and you can play it whenever you want, right? Right. And well, you know, and it had this like nostalgia to it because it had a physical thing, which is lost now, right? You had the physical thing. And you had people like vinyls, owning vinyls or owning DVDs, Blu-rays. And there was like, you had ownership of this content, right? Do you think like, you think that because obviously streaming it a lot cheaper, right? Pay ten bucks a month, but it ain't. You listen to all the music that you want instead of paying like ten bucks for an album. Let's say that was like an average price. Uh, you think uh, that it's better to just stream it and and pay less, or do you think there was there's something important about owning it, or if streaming is as good as owning it because you can listen to it whenever you want like how do you see that transition from owning content to now we stream it and it's never ours it's a subscription what do you think of that of that transition dude dude i mean yeah i i i in the last like two years started getting into vinyl and i, I went stir crazy when you're i just went to like, like fucking hipster yeah 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 <laughs> i was this is back when i had the curly mustache and the whole thing so i mean but All anyways right. um yeah, there is something about owning it, right? Uh, I was actually having this conversation with my sister when I was talking about, um, you know, w what's the difference? You know, I, I, she was wanting to know if I'm if I watch reruns, like, oh, did you ever see the episode of this or that? And I'm like, you know what? Like, my I, I'm I'm the type of person who likes to to hear new music. I I mean, there are certain classics, like, and again, I only dive into. I only felt like I dove into that once I got into vinyl, but the but what really got my attention was like the fact that I don't really listen or watch old TV shows. Or, and I watch it once and that's it. You know, I might go back like Dexter was just brought back. Uh, or Not even with movies. Even with movies, man. I mean, very rarely, like, like they would have to be classic nostalgia movies, like movies that, that, um, that just give, give that, that, so you stay in the present yeah i always stay in the present and and or i'm looking for what's in the future like my music is 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 either i don't even know a lot of the artists in my playlist right like a lot of artists are now coming out so they're they don't have a lot of fame they came out with one good song it made it to my playlist i might go searching under that artist and like the rest of their music's booty so I'm like, no, like, I, you know, but they had that good song. And, and so, but on to the next one, right? I'll, I'll hit, I love this song, make it start radio. And the, the fact that a streaming platform gives me that option to sit, hit others like it, that is worth the five and six, seven, ten, fifteen dollars $15 a month that I'm paying to me. So, so for you, it's not even having a repertoire of classics at your, at your, at your fingertips. It's actually... Being able to have the newest, the, shit. the newest shit all the time. Yeah. Would you consider yourself to be like a music scout in this like digital jungle? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. go to my playlist and you'll hear stuff that you ain't never heard before. Um, I'm not like saying you that, say like, you're I'm a cool. connoisseur, a curator of, of, of amazing sounds. Yeah. Um, right. ama amazing to me. I, I you know, I, I, I thought so, so much that one time I applied to Spotify, but um, uh, they, they never got back to me. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it must have gotten well, lost. Well, now you can... Li the irony, you can listen now on Spotify yeah. as well to the Brusky Doodles. No, if you down to, to listen to, to this in audio instead of looking at our fat faces. Um, so, I mean, but... All that you're saying, because you went on a, on a little rant there, uh, what I'm trying to get at is... Do you prefer it that way then? Like, what you're trying to tell me is that the fact that you like to know what's new, you like to be in the present, you don't really give a fuck about the past, no two-pack songs, like, get the fuck out of here, I want to know the present, you're down with the new system that we have in place now, and you actually find it that is more productive and, and more beneficial to you to have this streaming platform rather than the old system where you own these things. Like, to you, it makes sense, you like yeah. it. If I loved something so much, I would just buy 
the season, right? I, I was looking, I think me and you were talking on the phone and I was thinking, hey, you know, I can buy the whole season of, uh, what were we talking about? I could buy the whole season for like twenty four ninety nine. Oh yeah, workaholics. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was that, and and I was like, all right, you know, if if it ever leaves this streaming platform and goes to another that I don't own, like if I really, really, really love the the show, I would buy the 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 season. Yeah. You know. Now this is where I come in. I found myself to be like a little hybrid, but I think you you, you, you what you're saying there also makes it so that you also are a, a bit of a hybrid. Like the way that I like to look at it is. I do like how things work now. It's a, it's a lot easier, not only to listen to music, but for new artists to go into into Spotify. Like, I must, the reason why you're able to listen to so many new things is because it's easier now to go into into the platform. It's, it's not like this gatekeepers where you have to go to Universal or Sony, right? Right. So, like I myself, you know, I'm a, I'm an artist. I make music. I have you know millions and millions of records sold. Uh, <laughs> probably heard of me kiko cervantes uh, i've played everywhere in the world and 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 i'm on spotify and it wasn't hard to get on spotify right so i think the accessibility to creators not only in in spotify but in youtube and everything makes it so that a more organic market where there's like it's like food for everybody even the little fish have can have their own little niche um market and and grow through there so i do like it that sense but you are right that let's say you like the office or you like some other show right uh it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah. it's fucking really hard to find that show and then comes out on one platform and then they take it off well in that case like fuck it i must spend 50 bucks and get the seasons and i'm gonna own that shit because then i can see it whenever i want so that's 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 something i do like movies that i really really like i have them like not in physical but digital in my hard drive and that way i can and that's another thing too if you want to talk like about I, i've bought them in the past and i just keep collecting them want to talk about platforms um you know we also got to talk about like interface for me i have uh, you were saying that you didn't know if itunes was like still a thing that's pretty much the only thing i use itunes for because because my for what to to purchase to purchase like these these oh, songs my, that you want to keep songs video files like my files right and i use itunes because everything in my house is um is apple itunes yeah well yeah apple so oh, so let me get this straight with itunes you're able to like buy series shows albums songs uh comedy shit and then it all stays within your account in digital form and you own it for forever yeah. type and, shit and if your okay. hard drive crashes whatever you can always get the download from it because it's in your account so it's super the other day convenient. the other day you were asking about what steam was i use for gaming yeah it's exactly that but for games so like i have like over 200 games in my collection but those games are in the digital so i reboot my computer i download them again they're always there i can go to another a friend's house and play yeah, there right you know with my with my account so it's always it's always there so okay so that's actually a, a good way i think that both have a way in the market to grow because i also like the streaming stuff for the more you know right now things like i want to have this now i want to listen to it it's, it's convenient you can listen to it while you're in the in the vehicles while you're running you have your spotify there you got yeah. playlists it's convenient it's easy it's, it's mm -hmm. practical and then you can also buy things that you want to keep forever because you don't know if spotify is going to exist forever so yeah. you buy the things that you want to keep all right yeah. you want to well, hear I something crazy good, can i can yeah. i interject one second do you want to know what i found out where at least you know netflix was the was the, the platform that started the streaming right right and naturally they are always going to be the front runners for a lot of things unless somebody else wants to, to to get in there right everybody netflix doesn't seem to be afraid they spent by the way they spent like what was it who who was the oh on the grand tour that's what it was on the grand tour do you, they gave them 4.2 million dollars an episode that's three times what they what what uh ron jeremy and and uh, what show is this the grand tour you know top gear 
You ever watch Top Gear? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. They have. They, they gave them four million for the last show. Yeah. Oh, for you each. Know, I, I take that back. This, this is all Amazon Prime. <laughs> this is all Amazon Prime. But uh, but yeah. What okay. I, I guess what I'm saying I is, mean, but it's still relevant. It's still relevant. Still relevant. Prime because video, these numbers really tell you how Amazon is fucking putting the money in to they to be are the not best, scared, bro. They are not scared. They will be among. It will be Netflix. Yeah, and if Netflix I really is see them game, coming through, bro, because they're spending the money. They're spending four point two million dollars on. Per episode getting getting south park is not cheap yeah that's what i'm saying and and so anyways but what netflix is doing then and i guess this is where i'm going with is that netflix is trying to be is keep it moving right they're trying to be the next thing google started this thing for gaming and i didn't bring it up in our last podcast called stravia stravia is basically uh, a, a platform where you can go to a website or watch, let's say, Assassin's Creed. This is how they sold me. That you can go in and go to YouTube and type in Assassin's Creed, watch the trailer, watch people playing, and you can just say, play game. And then you have a controller that's connected to your computer. You play the game like it's, a, like it's through a console on your computer. That is what Netflix is trying to do. They're using a, a, comp, a company called Telltale, or they were Telltale Games. And, uh, and basically... They wanted to make a Minecraft game. They wanted you to be able to go to go on Netflix through a computer or through your TV with the remote, with their simple little remote or whatever, and play and play games through your TV without a console. Or it's it is the right. console, but, but it like is the, the same. The console is on a, is on a server yeah. um, um, compound. Yeah, this is this is happening also. Like all the all the the big ones, Microsoft, Nvidia, which makes graphics card, they're all trying to get the platform going. But you know what's the bottleneck at the moment? And this is gonna be this is gonna we're gonna be able to ask this. Same shit that happened before Netflix became what it was. The internet wasn't fast enough yeah. for you to be able to stream this content. It wasn't fast enough. Once it became fast enough, fucking Blockbuster and DVDs and everything just died because the digital era came. Now, with gaming, what is the issue? Like, I, I'm a gamer, so I have a really good PC for gaming. But I have a good PC if you want to play, like, demanding games. Like, you need to have a $2,000 PC if you want to play, like, really nice games, right? right. But the way that they want to do it is you're going to have these PCs server room right and in, in this big compound with a bunch of computers and you're actually going to be playing with a computer that's in that place but it's going to be streaming the video to you yeah. at the moment i've tried it like i go to my shitty laptop i can remotely play games on my good computer through my laptop but there's still like a delay and there's still it's, I, I just think that the 5G, the faster internet, that's just gonna kill it. Like that's what's gonna make it. Yeah, you need that faster internet, but that's gonna happen very soon, and that's gonna be interesting because then people are gonna be able to play games at really high resolutions and really good graphics without even having a PC or a console. They're gonna be paying a subscription, and the and the and the console is gonna be in some warehouse in fucking Oklahoma. <laughs> It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be absolutely nuts. I'm I'm excited for it though. I really am. I hope uh I hope they they can get it together uh, sooner than later. You know. I think I really do think that going to good places, and I think that each time the small creators have more power. I yeah. think that that is great. Like put it put it like this. Imagine an era, and we're already in this era, but where this becomes mainstream have creators like you and me right and you have people for example that collaborate to 10 creators watch a month those 10 creators are pretty much all the content they watch because content that they produce for them to like be entertained and you know they range from news sports whatever the interests are and you and the person collaborates with five bucks five dollars a month on each creator that's 50 bucks a month isn't that like a cable uh, package? I mean, even cheaper. Like, I'm pretty sure cable packages were like a hundred bucks now. But let's say you're paying fifty dollars a month for your content. Yeah. Like, just saying as an example, right? Like, I like that type of model. The, the model where you, as a person, 
and support someone that is not big, but you really enjoy the content. Like that happens to me. There's podcasts that I listen to and there's creators that I watch that I support maybe through the brands that they sell because I actually do watch that and it's the entertainment that I see. And and I think that more and more, that's gonna make it so that people can have more personalized entertainment. They're gonna have entertainment that, that's so personalized that it's gonna meet all the little needs that they have and weird niches that they're interested in. So I think yeah. it's, it's, it's a good it's a good direction. No, I, I think so too. I hope uh, I hope that that they can get the five G up and running, or if it, if they can get fiber to everyone. I mean, it sounds like such a first world problem, but you know, if 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 that does happen, there's going to be a lot more room for small people to 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 get in it. You know, you can develop now. People are super smart. You were talking about it in the last podcast where people are super smart. And they're developing these these games that used to take teams. Now you could just do it with one person. And, and if you can host, if this one person can just host everything on a server for everyone else, you know, that's going to open up a lot more, you know, uh, creativity in the world, I think. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it, man. I think this is, this is a new era. <coughs> and I think cutting the middleman <coughs> is the most important part of this whole process. Because I'm going to give you an example. It's going to be a weird example. But in Venezuela when I lived there, there was this chain, right? Like a food chain. Mm -hmm. But instead of burgers, like McDonald's, it was cachapas, right? Do you know what a cachapa is? I love fucking cachapas, bro. They're okay, so, so you, you, know, you know what cachapas are because you know the Venezuelan culture. But yeah. cachapa, for people that don't know what it is, imagine it like a, like a South American pancake, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's pretty much what it is. It's a corn-based tortilla it's not a tortilla but it's sort of like that shape yeah it's a corn put, it's a corn pancake i think but yeah, it, it's, a, it's a corn pancake right now, would you say that's the best way to describe yeah, it right way. but what's in it tell them tell well, them. the basics is butter and and venezuelan uh, white cheese right <sighs> but um but, but but if you want like uh, the power on it they put like <laughs> fried pork uh, they put shredded meat. I mean, you, you can go wherever. There's no, never a wrong a wrong way. But, you know, they're delicious, right? Yeah. Cachapas are delicious. So in Venezuela, in the city that I, that I lived in, Valencia, there was a chain. <laughs> and this chain, bro, it was called Cachapas Chaday. That was their name, right? What, does and Chaday this guy, mean something? Like, I'm guessing his last name or the name oh, okay. of his girlfriend. I don't know. <laughs> but he had many around the city, right? All right. And dude, they were, I wouldn't say they were the best. They were like McDonald's quality. We're like, it's not the best, but you know what you're gonna get. But it was super cheap. And I was just like, how this guy can sell, he would sell the cachapas with the cheese and then the chorizo or the fried pork, you know, all, all that shit. Yeah, all this stuff was to kill you, right? Like <laughs> uh, cholesterol, you know, all that. Yeah. But it was delicious, right? Oh my God. So dude, this guy had a farm right he had a farm where he grew the porks oh boy. that he killed sell the chorizo and to sell the fried pork he had the farms for the corn that he used to make the cachapas whoa right he owned all so pretty much this guy owned the whole production chain right now, what happens when you own the whole production chain, when you don't have to buy from a distributor, where you are the guy that pays and you give yourself uh, the money back? Like, you pay yourself and, and you give the change back yourself. Like, you have the whole thing controlled by yourself, right? Yeah. So, what that makes is if you're able to do it all on your own, all within your own system, then it's more efficient and you're able to sell the product cheaper. So... The reason why I tell this story, right? People are like, what the fuck is this guy talking about cachapas, dog? The reason why I say this story is because in the same way, it's a metaphor, guys. It's a fucking metaphor. Cachapas is a metaphor because as a creator, if you own the whole production chain, right? Meaning you own the stuff that you're using to film yourself, right? You, you, you own your content. You own your image. You don't own... Uh, a TV station, but you own all your content and everything you're doing, you're doing it on your own. You own your production chain. That makes it so that you can have very low cost, provide entertainment cheap for the people, 
and provide it at a good quality and always provide what you want because nobody can tell you if you don't do this i'm not gonna fund you or if you don't do this i'm gonna cut funding or i'm gonna cut you know this or that no because you're the one that owns it so that that way when i look at the podcast that i listen to or the channels that i listen to on youtube they're all channels that have people that do the things pretty much on their own maybe they might have person or two that helps them with their production but it's pretty much their ideas and that's it and that's what you want you want the real honest fucking conversations you know you want the real honest view on things you don't want something that a corporation is looking to sort of filter for you i agree man i agree i think uh i think it's been a successful episode just talking about streaming platforms talking about uh, supply chains talking about the future own your shit and put it out there I think is the message own it put it out there because it's going to be a wild wild west here in a, in a couple of years I think with uh, everybody buying up everything um, content is king and, um, and, and, and I, I like that own it and put it out there and yeah. then that way have to lie to no one but but yourself by yourself like to tell uh anything else to our to our homies that listen out there the brusky doodles bro look we we're the brusky doodles but we we think everybody is our brusky doodles we we love to hear from you guys put yourselves on the comment section below go ahead and just call us names tell us that we're doing great or bad what you want to hear uh, we we truly thank you for your 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 listenership, your viewership, and um, and we hope that you guys keep coming back. And uh, for real, like we're not even gonna ask you to subscribe because that's just some some grimy shit. On the <laughs> reels, listen to the channel for a few episodes, see if you like it, and then if you do, then you can decide if you wanna continue to listen. But for the moment, if you like something and you wanna comment. Believe me, we'll reply, we'll engage, we want to know what people think, and we also want to know all the topics that you might want to hear, you know, a bunch of fucking retarded motherfuckers talk about. So, thank you for listening. Take care, Stevie D, bro. We out. Thanks. Thank you. Take care, homie. Take care, guys. See ya. Hey guys, thanks for stopping by the Broski Doodles podcast today. We hope you had a lot of fun listening to it. We had a lot of fun recording it. If you like what you heard, go ahead and smash that like button and hit us up on all of our social handles. Uh, leave us a comment so we can talk to you online and figure out what else to talk about online. So, uh, yeah. <laughs>